I'm Vicki. I'm Greg. Uh, we are brother and sister, raised together. However, we took two different roads on this journey we call life. I'm a convicted felon. I have a doctorate in business administration. We share our thoughts, comments, and insights on topics that impact our lives and the lives of our listeners. Uh, we got a new one. Experts believe a contagion effect could be tied to recent mass shooting. Yeah, I mean, that that's just copycatism. That's all that really means. No, 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 no. Sep- no, no, no. This is not the same. I thought that too. They're talking about this is separate from copycatism. They're trying to justify. Think about this. They're backtracking. If they can say that mass murder is contagious in the bullshit that they pull over black folks and Native Americans for the last 400 years, what are they going to say? It was a sickness. It was a contagious sickness that made us kill all these fucking people. Hey, man, these motherfuckers is war, Vicky. No, dude. This is not this is not saying that they're contagion as if you could catch a, a cold. So we're looking at an article titled Experts Believe a Contagion Effect Could Be Tied to Recent Mass Shootings. They're and this that, it's yeah, written by Doha Madani. Uh, it's uh yeah. and it is the uh, NBCnews.com. And so I'm reading this and I am reading this almost as a copycat effect where people who who thrive attention and want notoriety for this behavior begin to, um, they begin to copy this behavior so that, you know, they can be trending and important and stuff like that. I, I, I don't think they're saying they're not saying that you know like oh you can catch it you can you can you can catch uh uh mass shootings like <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. what they're saying is there are people with a certain mindset in this country that basically it's like a contagious trigger for them when they see mass shootings it's a I'm, i gotta do this next though that's too many freaking people but the I'm way have to, I, I agree so there i agree with you that it's it's uh, it's a sickness because it's, there's a lot of messed up people in the world in general. Just in general, there are a lot of messed up people. But you know how to begin to think about mass shootings because when I I remember the first mass shooting here in um, Columbine, we were kids. You know, like I, I didn't never feared mass shootings as a kid. Um, and there, there were no mass shooting drills or anything like that but that's the first mass shooting at a school that I recall um that like was highly publicized and and was splashed everywhere and the trench coat mafia was a thing like you know it was kind of a bit of a traumatizing period for people in in our, our our age we weren't desensitized to it yet I think that as I think there are a lot of people who were killers back in the day. They just didn't have semi-automatic weapons to facilitate the killing. I think that there were probably some bloodthirsty uh, Midwest cowboys that would do all kinds of rustling and wrangling uh, just because they were evil and they would do it to their sphere of influence. And their sphere of influence is a six-shooter at sunlight. Or, you know, I I just feel like there have always been people who are callous 
and code and calculated and 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 terrible humans. We just didn't said, hear about it because we didn't have the internet. And if you're code calculating human, you can just advertise that shit, man, and you see it every day. Because it's a gift yeah. and a curse. It's a, internet is a gift and a curse, man. Because people think it's really getting worse and things are bad. It's the end times. No, it's always been this bad. It's just that when we was 14, we didn't have the internet. We didn't know what the fuck was going on over in Russia and China and Indonesia and South America. Shit, we didn't know what was going on in Indiana, let alone in our own city. Now, as soon as something happens, the whole world knows. So. Yeah. Well, and it's that, and you have someone who wants intention and love and a sense of worth and and the only way they feel like they'll ever have any notoriety would be to harm and kill as many people to hurt to have people feel as bad as they do and, and you know it's 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 terrible it is ridiculous but I, i'm now about to get a black white thing so but isn't it interesting that it was we we, I say we, isn't it interesting that in the media, when you see these mass shootings done by um, 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 non-minorities, we talk about mental illness. Oh, we yeah. talk about, you know, being sick, needing help. But what makes you think that if I lived in a poverty-stricken neighborhood, that there were very there was little access to uh, food. There is little access to uh, medical help. There's poor education and no opportunity to grow. You grow in this atmosphere, this environment of uh, of sickness, and instead of you killing mass people at one time in a school, you get a horde of people who are in the same circumstances as you, you would develop this bond and this life that you, the only way to survive is by stealing and killing and robbing because there yeah. are no opportunities, but you don't look at that as a mental illness, but we will definitely look at Peter who took a gun and killed a whole bunch of children because mom and dad were jerks. But you know, so it's mental, it, all of it is mental illness. It's mental illness to, to continuously kill people who look like you. Like you and, and it's mental me. illness for you to go and spree kill people just because, you know, whatever your reason that, is. What you're talking about, it goes back to the end of the Civil War. They did a survey on white folks and how they felt about black people. They used words such as trust before the Civil War, before the trustworthy loving, caring, respectful. After the Civil War, it was dirty. It was this. It was that. It's a it's a media manipulation. Like the idea of black on black crime, I tell people black on black crime is 96%. What do you think white on white crime is? It's 92. So at 4% difference makes them fucking better than us. Use your fucking head, man. Use your yeah. head. It's an yeah. idea. I have to agree with you. Like the idea of black on black crime is just such a misnomer. And it's so ridiculous. People buy into it so quickly. Well, why is there so much black on black crime? Well, why is there so much Latino on Latino crime? And why is there so much Caucasian on Caucasian crime? And why is there so much? It's because, because people of the same race are more likely to kill people of the same race. Come on. They know this, but that's not what they say. That's You're right. You're right. It's to manipulate me. Oh, and then like, it's so funny. It's it, when you want, okay, I'm about to get on my soapbox and this is going to be annoying, but whatever. 
I'm gonna get on my soapbox and here's my thing. I know that there are fundamental differences between cultures within the United States. Regardless, it's cultural. There are different value systems within my own culture that I have and that's from home to home and family to family. So I get that there are overlap and then there are differences. I totally understand that. So I'm making that as my disclaimer before I say my controversial little theory here. My theory is this, we are all humans. And instead of us focusing on the differences of black, white, um, Native American or Indian, um, I'm, I'm Chinese or I'm Japanese, instead of us focus on, focusing on nationality and race as a means to separate ourselves, I feel like we need to focus on our economic status. It's either you are rich Mm. or you are poor. poor and you in this middle class us that sit so comfortably in this middle class that if we lost our job for six months or two years then we would be no longer in the middle class that pretend space where we feel like we have something more than someone else that middle you're either you are either rich or you are poor I could agree with that, but then you got those rich people telling the poor white people that they're better than the poor black people and the poor Mexicans. That's my point. That is my point. Instead of it being rich versus, so if all of us poor people work together, we forget win. if you black, white, if you got teeth or not, if all of us poor people actually work together, Instead of us having these fights about race because we're different, we're, listen, I am different than, uh, listen, people do different things. This is, this is my running analogy, and this just may sound real windy. When I grew up, hot sauce goes in the cabinet, goes in the pantry. That's where hot sauce goes. When you're done, when you put that on your, your chicken or your fish, <laughs> or your hot fries, when you're, done, when you're done, you put that hot sauce in the cabinet. Close the cabinet up, you're good to go. There are some people raised where you put the hot sauce in the refrigerator. I'm not saying you're raised wrong, but I'm not saying you were raised right. That's what I'm going with. That's what, that's what I'm saying. If you want to be judging, well, I'm just, no, I say that as a joke and that bringing my analogy back to my point, we are all raised different. All, all of our cultures, oh my God, my brother has his hot sauce in the refrigerator. Oh, just this hurts my feelings. I said, we're raised in the same house. We put our uh, hot sauce in a different place. Uh, no hot sauce for me. You don't, uh, you don't eat hot sauce at all? No, no, no. Why? Uh, you, I don't like I don't like it. Uh, I just don't like the taste of hot sauce. I'll use it if I'm making a sauce or like if I make sometimes if we have like if I make crab cakes, which is rare, I'll use hot sauce mayo and different things. I may put it in my barbecue sauce. I'll use it to make buffalo wings, but just hot sauce on my chicken. No, like they put ketchup on their potatoes here, man. These niggas is weird. They put ketchup. Ah, uh, you a weird nigga too. Ketchup on my potatoes. No, you don't put ketchup. Ketchup yeah. don't go on potatoes. Yes, it 
does. What are you talking about? Y'all niggas is tripping. How do you taste the potatoes if you drown your whole entire plate in fucking ketchup? I didn't say you drown it in ketchup. I'm just simply saying that if you use it's ketchup can go on potatoes. Not me. I'm weird. Only thing I don't eat is cauliflower. Shit's nasty. I love cauliflower. Roasted cauliflower. Oh, it's delicious. Uh, oh, it's delicious. But anyway, we got way off the point. My point is someone told all the poor white people they should hate the poor black people because we're the ones making them poor. And yep, we the ones taking their jobs. They we all on the welfare, and that's why. And not and these white people are so how stupid do you have to believe somebody else's shit that you never in six generations decided to fucking look it up and realize, oh, uh, there's more white people in this country. So by that, it has to be more white people on welfare. But black mother, white black mothers were painted as what? The welfare mothers. And this is another difference you're talking about. Remember the 80s. They looked at all those black crackheads as criminals. But now you look at all these opioid victims as victims. Now they got damn junkies. <laughs> <laughs> they junkies. And just like, uh, what's his name? He's dead now. Dick Gregory. Them chickens is coming home to roost. God don't like ugly. If you think God don't sit back and watch what you've done, it's like it's dope. People got God messed up. They think that they can go, people think they can really go do some shit. And then on Sunday, I'm going to ask God for forgiveness and he going to forgive me. No, he ain't forgot that shitty shit you did years ago. He'll make it. What did he say? The children pay for the sins of the father. Yeah, them opioid children are paying for it now, ain't they? All them, they, they call us crackheads. They locked us up for 10, 15 years at a time. Broke up countless families. Now what's happening? These white folks is ODing on the side of the road, ODing in traffic, McDonald's, Chuck E. Cheese's, Chick-fil-A, in front of the police station, in front of the hospital. These niggas is ODing everywhere. What a lot of people don't know is this. We had 172 murders, right? We had over 800 ODs in the city of Louisville last year. And I think half of them probably died. 800 ODs. God don't forget any. I, mean, I tell people he don't forget shit. That's why you see a lot of these old white folks when they about to die or they in the last years of their life, they got to let that truth come out. Like uh, when they was talking about the Martin Luther King, that police, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, that the police officer who was working undercover, who said the CIA and the FBI killed him. I've been knowing that since since 94. You motherfuckers is just now telling it. Or how about the Emmett Till heifer who finally came out and said she lied. These niggas want to slide on the ops and kill each other over a street that don't belong to them. But this bitch had Emmett Till murdered and she's walking around free and breathing. These niggas is weirdos, man. You're right. It is a mental disease. They're meant black and white. Something's wrong with them. They're mentally something's wrong. So Think like, about okay. the see, and see, for me, that's just you're just too far extreme. Uh, and here, hear me out. Like, while I do think that those with money have created these uh, racial tensions and heightened them over the years to exasperate, like, the differences between the poor and the, the other poor, you know, the, the light-skinned poor and the dark-skinned poor, we all uh, poor. And, oh, man. So that's my whole point of that. But so, we but know. back to, to circle back to what you're saying, that's just too extreme. People were raised in a, in a time and a place so they didn't know better. And while, while I know you're going to say 
that, yeah, you know, there's a difference between treating people right or wrong. You know what if it's okay and it's not. I, I know what you're going to say, but when you are raised in an environment where you think stuff is perfectly okay, okay, how about there are pe- kids that cuss out their mom and dad. They're raised in an environment where cussing in front of a parent or out your parent wouldn't result in death. And they grow up doing that over and over again, and it makes sense to them. So there are some people who participated in racist behavior and racist actions because that was the norm. They never understood that there was a difference. And to hold some people accountable for behavior that when they were truly ignorant, I just think it's that, that's a difficult thing. I'm not saying that the woman who lied on Emmett Emmett Till is okay. I'm not saying that's okay. I'm not saying there shouldn't be some some, uh, justice there. What I'm saying is, let's not go advocate someone who hurt her or murder her. That's just outlandish and ridiculous. And we do not recommend that. And we will not recommend people, that woman who was in an era of racism where that was the standard you're there she's no different than these young men who are in this this standard of using the black life as a reckless tool and killing people they they are stuck in this ridiculous uh mental illness where you you know what the main difference is though those white folks called themselves christians and proud fucking christians these the brothers on the streets at least they got enough respect for them they don't call themselves christians they don't call themselves religious or or even even to try to put uh what is that purvey the perception that there are righteous people these they were hanging kids they were hanging black people in the middle of the street bringing their kids to take pictures of it at, at what point can you not see that that's there's no level of ignorance that you cannot, people know pain is wrong. I don't care. Unless you developed a, if you don't have any pain receptors, then you don't know. If you ain't never been hurt in your entire life, I've never felt pain, then you wouldn't know. Pain hurts people. They took pictures of niggas be, being hung. They knew that shit was wrong. They got souvenirs and mementos. And, but what you're saying is they were ignorant. So it's a, is, it, is it ignorance or is it mental illness or both? It's both. And I'm not saying that their behavior was okay. I am sure there were people appalled at this behavior and that it was abhorrent and they did not condone it clearly because it has has stopped. Well, to some degree, I am not saying their behavior is okay. Part of it is ignorance. You have to have a level of sickness to take joy in burning people alive, but they did not see black people as human comments online where the value of an animal seems to be greater than that of an African-American human being. So I, I am not saying this is okay, but I am acknowledging that was a so that was acceptable behavior. It's not acceptable behavior today. But it was acceptable behavior then. And people believe stupid stuff. There are people who believe the earth is flat. There are people who absolutely (laughs) believe the earth is flat. Absolutely believe that the earth is flat. Okay, fine. They're never going to believe the earth is round. Just like I'm never going to believe the earth is, is, uh, is flat. We're never going to agree. And one of us is stupid. 
And, and, and you know, I, I, I could be the dumb one. They could be the dumb one. of us is not very smart. And for those that are wondering what I'm talking about, flat earthers believe that the earth is a flat surface. And other people don't believe that. They believe that the earth is round. And flat earthers would probably go to their death saying that the earth is flat. Um, one of us uh, is either an idiot that just believes anything someone tells them, or one of us is just an idiot that believes anything someone tells them. So one of us is wrong. And but when you're in, in, in embedded into that depth of racism, it, it's in everything that you do and uh, your entire belief in your core system has you believe that thing. It 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 is difficult to tear yourself apart from that. I mean, if you thought that was acceptable behavior because your mama did it, your mama's not going to steer you wrong or because your daddy and you. Now, some people could see it. I get it. But most people go along with the herd. Most people go along with their family. Most people won't even turn their family in for crimes that they know they've committed just because they're family. So it is not, it's, too far-fetched for me to understand that people who grew up with racism as uh, an everyday affair. But then you, what you're, what you're, what it sounds like you're describing to me, a mental illness that was passed on from white people to black people, because what you just described is what's going on in the hoods right now. Indiscriminate killing with no remorse. I absolutely, if you tell somebody that they're terrible long enough, they're going to believe that. I mean, you know, if no one believes that the lack of representation doesn't hurt people of color, you are sadly mistaken. You know, I've never had a pretty black Barbie doll my entire life. They didn't exist. Not when I was little. So for me, you know, we didn't have like, uh, they got all kinds of, of kids of color. The only kid of color I remember back in the day was the Cabbage Patch. Was it a black Cabbage Patch? There's a black Cabbage Patch doll. And I always thought Raggedy Ann was a nigga. I'm sorry. <sighs> I always viewed her as a nigga. I'm not even going to allow, go, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going there with you. But I'm saying representation matters. And, you know, you don't ever see anyone like that looks like you doing anything good. Like that's what's perpetrated over and over again. You know, we lessen the, uh, we try to teach slavery in schools, but we want to lighten the blow. So we sugarcoat it. There was a textbook, I think in Texas that said that uh, slaves were immigrants. Dude, it's if good. that isn't the <laughs> whitewashed thing, I, did you that cruise ship was not an immigration? You know what I'm saying? Like that was not the cruise we wanted or signed up for. But you want to whitewash things and minimize your your culpability. Uh, I could go on for this topic forever, and we can't. This episode does need to end. And uh, and again, this is um, our first full official episode, and and talking about you know, race and, and how we, we kind of go a little bit everywhere. We started with uh, the the shootings and the killings and, and we ended here, but. You know what I think it goes back to though? Dialogue and conversation. We're never going to make it past racism, classism, or sexism if we don't have a conversation. People, it's too much to talk about. Well, 
learn to sit and be quiet learn to hold your tongue learn to listen you know what i'm saying no one wants to listen it's like me and you disagree on something so since we disagree you can't be my sister no more stuff like that doesn't make any sense to me but that's how society is now you could agree on a hundred different things let you disagree on one we got to go to war now and we should be past that i have to agree well, uh, this has been a great episode to record. So uh, next topic we're going to discuss is the does diabetes cause you to be a racist? <laughs> uh, we're referring to a referee who used the N-word um, to describe a group of children as they played a uh, indoor sport and he called them um, uh, racial slurs and then blamed it on his diabetes. So um, I think that'll be an interesting topic for us to delve into next time. Yes, that will be very, very interesting. I've heard of people being on low insulin and having mental lapses, but I've never heard of someone having diabetes and nigga, oh, my diabetes acted up. Like as, <laughs> as if it was Tourette's. In the, in the news of There Is Still Hope, a Marietta boy by the name of Caleb Johnson. He's 12 years old. He is in his second year of college. And get this, he is being accepted again for uh, application for the Georgia Institute of Technology. Way to go, Caleb Anderson. All right, there is still hope. There's still hope that, yeah. So uh, there's still hope. There's still hope that regardless of some of the tragedies that our children are experiencing, there are other children that are blossoming and growing. So there's still hope there. All right. Better do it for this episode. Well, we will catch you next time. Bye.